0: It was the best of vans, it was the worst of vans. Today, we tell the story of the van we did not buy. Welcome to the Wallet Win Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera.
1: And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. Long story short, earlier this year, we decided it was probably time to upgrade the Texara van
0: mm-hmm.
1: for a variety of reasons. Uh, probably the main driver being that our 2007 town and country, affectionately known as the Silver Bullet, who has almost 200,000 miles on it, it's been a good van to us, mm-hmm. um, it's getting rusty.
0: Yeah, not so silver anymore.
1: It, I mean, in most places, it's still silver, but it's around the wheel areas and the doors. Mm-hmm. It's getting really rusty. We should have probably done more car washes um, in those winter months over the last few years. Who knows? Maybe the rest was already in there and it just kind of went heyday. And it just has been looking rougher and rougher. I think that the, the one moment where we both realized, oh, wow, we really need to get a new van. Do you know what moment I'm I, talking about?
0: I think I, yes, we were in the, the driveway. It was parked in the driveway. <laughs> we were doing something in the garage. So it was parked in the driveway. The kids, probably, I think it was Charlotte. Yes. Uh, or our, what was she? Four. Yeah. Driving the Power Wheels frozen sleigh around. Yes. Ran into the side of the van. <laughs> and a couple chunks of the door fell off.
1: They put a hole in the car door. <laughs> from a yeah, you know, what are these power wheel, a power wheel sleigh. a power wheel goes what? 4 miles an hour. You're
0: lucky.
1: <laughs> it's so slow. And even that amount of force so put a hole in the side of the van. So we've had this hole in the side of the van. Thankfully you can't see not yet. We're been, close. That would have been the The ultimate. But we kind of knew, all right, it's going to be time sooner than later to replace this, to upgrade it, whatever. We weren't sure how it was going to look. We were just kind of weighing our options. Earlier in the year, um, I want to say March 2021, we went and looked at vans Mm -hmm. and decided, okay, we like this one. We don't like that one. And we decided to wait, not knowing of the imminent chip shortage. And while
0: we we heard about it, but we we heard heard, about it, but it hadn't. Everybody was saying, "Oh, you know, there's gonna be like this chip shortage thing. It's gonna be a little tight over the summer."
1: Right. Nobody really knew what was about to hit with the used car market or the new car market for that matter. Anything. Nobody really knew, and we kind of thought it was just one of those like plays that the car salesmen were using to try to close a deal. <laughs> Little did any of us know it wasn't just a deal closing pitch. No one pitch. knew <laughs>
0: what he was really saying, yeah.
1: So that's a whole nother conversation of how we decided to, to go for buying a used car in the, the perfect storm of a market we've had this last year. But we want to hone in on one particular aspect of our van buying journey Spoiler alert, we did get a new to us van. But we're not gonna talk about that van. We're talking about that
0: one. We're talking about the one. The one that not the one that got away.
1: No, the one
0: the one we kicked (laughs) to the curb.
1: The one we couldn't get away from fast enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're doing this search and there's this huge shortage. Mm-hmm. I mean there's just there's more buyers than there is inventory. It's crazy. So there's hardly any vans. We couldn't find anything in the Omaha area where we live.
1: Particularly used vans. Yeah. Because sure. everybody's freaked out by the prices of both used and new, so they're mm-hmm. holding on to their cars. Yes. It's very rare to see a specific, you know, the t- the type of trim level and different things that we wanted in a van, you know, lower miles, blah blah blah. It just meant that there was slim pickings all around.
0: Yes, so we had to expand the radius of our search we found a great one. There was a great one down in Kansas City. Yeah. That you loved. You fell in love I with that did. thing. I did. We were I really, online dating these cars.
1: Yeah, because there was nothing in Omaha. Yes. You couldn't find anybody trying to sell a van with that met kind of the criteria we were, we were looking, looking for. for. Mm-hmm. So it was very frustrating. Yeah, we expanded it first to a couple hundred miles away. Yeah.
0: That was the I one loved that got it. away.
1: That was the one that got away. And now looking back, I'm okay with that. Ooh. I'm okay with it, even though I really did think it was a solid yeah, van. It
0: was. It was a nice van.
1: It was a really nice van.
0: It was but a town and country.
1: It was a yes. It a was new, kind of. It was the version newer version of our van. Of what we have same trim level, which I think it was like that, one of the highest trim levels mm-hmm. they had. Um, you know, we, we like to go with like a used van with a little more mi- with some mileage on it, but we 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 want nicer. those we want those nice features. Mm-hmm. I kinda I'll die on the hill. Older, but to have, nicer. To have my son rough. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So it got away because we we kind of drug our feet. We weren't committed at that point. Mm-hmm. And then when it got away, we were like, oh wow.
0: It helped us understand okay, understand how much that we wanted. Hurt. Mm-hmm.
1: This is we need to move on this. And the last thing that we wanted to do for, for our for our family was to get into a position where our silver bullet Something happened to it, and it crapped out. And now all of a sudden, we're in a rush. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have eyes wide open and space to make good decisions.
0: We want to be in charge of the timeline, not the car braking being the timeline.
1: Exactly. So we kind of were like, okay, we know we're, it's time to move on this. So just next time we see something, we need to just be ready to go. You
0: see something. And commit. Something. Mm-hmm. So... So th- we saw something. We saw something. We expanded the search again. We did. And you're gonna think we're crazy, but this fan was in Denver,
1: which is about 500 miles from us.
0: We live in Omaha.
1: Mm-hmm. But it made sense. It we really only it made sense. only under one set of circumstances. So part of one of our wallet teammates actually lives in Denver mm-hmm. and she was going to be
0: she was coming out to Omaha driving anyway. to
1: Omaha for a couple of weeks as we worked on a few projects together, maybe like a week and a half after we spotted this van. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of was like, okay, this van could make sense and I could just fly out there by the van and then I can drive her... To Omaha, and then we'll just fly her home at the end of this thing. Yes, of our team retreat. It, it, it
0: made sense. So
1: logistically, it was a really airtight plan. Mm-hmm. But then we talk did, we, about so how I, wait, I'm everything call, unfolded. I'm
0: talk, so we, I contact the mm-hmm. dealership. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to a salesman.
1: Do you want to say? Let's say the name here.
0: Oh yeah, we're going to say the name here.
1: Okay, not the of the salesman, but
0: sure. Auto Nation Littleton. Chrysler Jeep mm-hmm. Broadway. In Littleton, Colorado. Yep. You're gonna want to remember that name
1: and never go there
0: <laughs> ever. <laughs> so this is what happened. I'm talking to this guy on the phone, and I understand. I mean, you probably don't get the call too often from a guy eight hours away saying, "I want to buy your car." Mm-hmm. And if you do get that call, how often does it actually come come to sure. bear fruit? So I understand well, this maybe you're a particular little skeptical. Year, yeah, but this year everybody knows everybody's crazy, so let's get crazy and do this thing, right? So I'm talking to them, and I'm getting them on the phone. I'm asking them this and that. get a little fake, quick FaceTime, look around at the car. Yeah. You know, um, and it, seemed, it seems pretty good. There's a lot of pictures online.
1: There were. They looked pretty good. They looked really good.
0: Um, you know, they have the service records, the Carfax report. We're poking through that. All sorts of stuff. Your dad is a mechanic. Yes, he is. So he's able, he, he looked through some stuff too. And, oh, ask him about this, ask him about that. I see this happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So I asked all those questions.
1: And the price looked really, really the price was good. really good. The mileage was under 50,000 miles, mm-hmm. but the price was screaming. And there was a reason though. There
0: was a reason. Because
1: it had had an engine problem,
0: it had a head gasket replaced. We saw mm-hmm. that on the service record. Yeah. When they got the car, they spent about $7,000 fixing the thing.
1: In parts and labor. Yep.
0: Head gasket and all these other pieces and parts and all this. Um, but they fixed it. And your dad knows people who used to work at Chrysler dealerships. We talked to them about it. And they, they assured us, yeah, once it's fixed, it's fixed.
1: Right. We did our due diligence. He looked at the report.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: said they, they fixed it correctly.
0: Yeah, they did a good you know, job. They did all these it, things yeah.
1: and that it all looked good and that once this known possible engine issue happens on a Chrysler, which it's not just with a, a town and country, it's the Chrysler engine. They that use, the, they they use this it in multiple vehicles. Yeah. It's a known thing that can happen just like with any other brand of vehicles. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to get a small percentage that are going to have a certain known issue. Uh, and that once you fix it, it's kind of a one and done and you move on.
0: So, which was actually kind of good news for us. So
1: yeah, it was like, okay, great. This van's still here because this is scaring people away. Mm -hmm. But we know because we have resources connected here, uh, telling us that, okay, if it was fixed properly and it looks to be so on the report, this is just kind of a diamond Mm. in the rough.
0: It had, it had brand new tires.
1: Which tires translate which awesome. between $500 and $800 yeah. easily on, so a, on a van. Yeah, that's great. Yeah.
0: We know this thing was fixed. It's not like we're going to buy it and then six months later, no, now we got to do all this engine work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was certified pre-owned. Yes. Which means it carried with it a bit of a warranty. So if any problems came up, we could just take it to the dealership here. Yes. And it would get fixed.
1: I think we had two and a half years
0: left. Something like that. Of it the was original a manufacturing...
1: Fa- it was, a new, it was a new warranty. Okay, there was a little bit of that original, but then no. Okay, no. I'm so sorry, I misunderstood That's that. Okay, certified. What is it again?
0: Certified pre-owned. Certified so pre-owned. An additional warranty. Yeah, there's maybe a year and a half, two years, something like that. Like a pretty good amount of time left on it.
1: Sure. So, Which usually oh. signals to the buyer, hey, we've done our work to make sure mm-hmm. this van isn't going to need more work, and so we are going to guarantee. That it's in good shape.
0: Yeah. So they're saying, Yeah, so that, that was great. Your dad was very happy about that. Yes. And I was happy about that because it takes some of the unknownness away from the decision. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, you know, was insurance policy essentially. Yeah. Um, both really and, you know, emotionally. So it was like, okay, I think we could do this. So we worked with, we, we got everything together um, and we worked with um, our bank. To send the check, because you're not going to drive across with all that cash.
1: No. Right. So that was, we coordinated it. So I flew out. Mm -hmm. I was going to fly out. And then the check was going to meet me at the auto nation the next day Mm -hmm. as I was going to test drive it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But even, even backing up here, you had been talking with their staff Many times. I had to do a
0: lot of talking with their staff.
1: They were not always the most clear, transparent, or kind.
0: The sales... Yes. He didn't always have the best attitude towards me. Mm -hmm. And he did not always give the most accurate answers, we could say. Right. So I had the call. And this is what you should probably do anytime. I called the service department to talk to them directly about About. the work they did and some of the questions I had because I was not satisfied with the answers I was being given.
1: Right, because a car salesman is not the person who actually worked on the vehicle. No. You're getting third-party information that may or may not be accurate.
0: From the guy who wants to sell you the thing.
1: Exactly. He has too much of a vested interest. I actually did this on that other
0: car, that one that got away. Mm -hmm. Because you can see where different services were done. I even called... It was a. Car. It wasn't the people even selling it. It was when it had gotten fixed years ago. Yes. you can do this, and you should do this. Right, you call because they can pull up, and there's extra notes that they have mm-hmm. about what they did or what was going on with it. You can get more information when you call the service department when service is done. Yes, so that was that's a tip to to keep in your back pocket. So I talked to them, and I got the answers that I wanted and needed. Again, we could go ahead with it, but it was, yeah, it was like, it was, okay, come on. I it was like you feet. were
1: pulling teeth to buy the van.
0: Over and over again. Yeah. I had to get on the, f- it was just, which ugh, the whole I process, will... I had to get on the phone so many times, talk to so many different people
1: mm-hmm.
0: to just give them money for a car.
1: And I will say this, at that point in the journey, something went off in my gut. Mm. Women's intuition Especially is,
0: Amanda's intuition. She has a very accurate gut.
1: I mean, I'm an incredibly freakishly intuitive person. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's um, just kind of that that there's, a, there's women's intuition, which I think is very strong. Mm-hmm. And then I think I've got a little bit of a spiritual gift on top of that, of knowing stuff. I need to hone that a little better. <laughs> but in this situation, it was flagging all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I even approached you yeah, and was you like, did. I don't feel good about this. Like this is yeah, something's not yeah. right here. But I said it's and and we're going to get into the point here, mm-hmm, the next mm-hmm. the next point. If this is something you're convinced of and that you really think is a good prudent move and you'd like to see it forward and you'd like our family to move forward on this, I'm going to trust you to make this decision and I'll follow through on it because at the end of the day, even if this goes belly up, we're not ruined Mm -hmm. and I want to follow you in some of these decisions that you think are really important for our family. And I've been practicing that not in like a Jonathan has all the control, but in a way of like, um, sometimes I think it's good that we both get to make decisions in our family and Mm
0: -hmm. not just the one who's naturally in with your personality and everything more of the, Organized, get oh, right, it all done. Yeah. If, know, we, I'm went, more I'm if more, we went laid back, if we went with yeah,
1: man, let's go for it. Exactly, okay, like, that's what you want. Sure, if we went with personality, I would make every decision mm-hmm. just because I'm quicker and I'm faster. And so, we have tried in our marriage to balance <laughs> that out, yes, and to make sure that Jonathan has space to be heard and to make decisions and for me to go with them and support them. And there have been a number of times when I maybe wouldn't have picked a path, but you felt really strongly about it. And then it turned out that it was a huge blessing for our family. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to kind of make room for that. And I've always known, we both know this, somehow God's providence will always lead us to the right path. And, you know, and I just trusted that in this situation, even though I had flags going off all over the place, um, I trusted that it would all work out. Yeah. Yeah. So I let my concerns be known, you fully listened. Yes, absolutely. And then you with my dad made a decision that I might just be having anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that is valid.
0: That does happen sometimes Sometimes
1: too. I just, it's not my gut, it's just an anxiety <laughs> it's attack. It's that bean
0: you ate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, it's a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. And, you know, I just have to push past it. It's hard to know until you're in that hindsight moment. Of course. Okay, so...
0: So I say, let's do this thing. Let's go for it. You know, we've got this warranty. It looks like they fixed it. Your dad's on board. And and, and if it doesn't work out, if you go there and it turns out to be a hunk of junk, well, let's just do the original plan. Where our teammate drives out. Now you are the passenger. She comes and works with us and then drives home. It was was a win-win. Easy enough out.
1: It was a win-win. There wasn't a lot of downside here.
0: And the flight was super cheap yeah so it wasn't a big investment,
1: yeah, I think I got the flight. We had a voucher or something with Frontier mm-hmm. out of pocket. I think I paid like twenty bucks
0: yeah it was an, it was an easy thing
1: and uh, yeah again, the lose situation was no new van, but for twenty bucks now I get to ride with you know our teammate and talk for eight hours. Yes, so it was kind of a have an adult conversation for eight hours. that sounded good, and a night's <laughs> sleep away from the house <laughs> <laughs> sounded
0: really good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we went for it, we coordinated everything, and you went out there. I did.
1: And that morning I woke up, and my teammate and I, she drove me to the place, and I had all these butterflies in my stomach, and I was excited. Uh, we go inside, and I look at the receptionist. And she is in the middle of the world's largest yawn, and I'm not just talking like the discreet. Like I'm, prof- I'm a, I'm a professional at a, you know, I'm in a business meeting and I'm gonna discreetly yawn because I respect everybody. This was like the, you know, cardigan half off your shoulder, like massive stretch. Like le- you can't
0: hear while you're doing it. Yeah, that. she's
1: like leaning further into this yawn, even oh, though she sees God. us. Like one eye is shut. Like, and then she even held up a finger, like, like a, like a one second,
0: no. I'll be with
1: you. And she yawned for another, like I, 10, 15 seconds. Wow. It felt like eternity. Man. And I looked, you know, to my right at Hannah, who was with me, and we were both just like, what is this? That is, you know, it was kind of like red flag number one. Yeah. Okay. And we asked her, you know, where's so-and-so? And she kind of had to go on a goose hunt to find him. He was filling up the tank with gas. Because I asked him to. Yes. Because the
0: plan is, you're going to come in, look at this thing, check from the bank arrives, you leave, and I don't want you to have to stop for gas right away, because in the pictures, that thing was on empty.
1: Yes. So you kindly asked if he would do that for me, which I really appreciated. He came a few minutes later um, and said, you know, van's all yours, go ahead, take a look. And so I get behind the wheel, and take off down the road, and the plan was that I was gonna drive, you know, maybe a couple of miles, uh, some main streets, some highway, but about two minutes into the drive, I heard a whistling noise. And my dad had told me to not have the radio on, no no, you have to be very aware when you're doing a test drive. So I heard this whistling noise. I pull off immediately into an em- like basically an empty parking lot. Uh, and I call my dad and I I take video and I send it to him and then I called him. And immediately he knew exactly what it was. There was yeah. something with it was a vacuum seal vacuum and then leak. a vacuum leak. So as I'm talking through this with him, uh, Hannah is going around the van actually looking at it with really, you know, with attuned eyes. She's peeking under the seats, she's re- making sure things work, she's checking indoors. And my dad had said, "Okay, this is a massive problem because remember that head gasket engine issue? It was likely caused by this vacuum leak." So they went ahead and repaired that really well. They didn't. Prep- they didn't repair the thing that caused it to begin with. Mm-hmm. So now, if you buy this van, you're going to have to put a ton more work in to prevent that from happening again, or else it's just going to happen all over again. And again, we know earlier that was a multiple multiple thousand dollar bill, mm-hmm. and that is not something that we wanted to get into. So one right there, my dad just said, "All right, we're we're done here. We're, we're this is not mm-hmm. acceptable."
0: And it's kind of a question. It's a mission. It's it's a. It was kind of up in the air. It's like well, with. A whistling noise, is that enough to try to trigger the warranty service? Right. So is it going to be covered?
1: But I don't even want to, you know, at that that point, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They said this was a perfectly working vehicle. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's layer number one. Now, two, Hannah in her little, you know, as she's going around kicking the tires, if you will. She's finding pencils in the door. She, you know, tipped the seats up and a bunch of, like, goldfish crackers and trash fell out from inside of the seats. There was a sucker melted into the seat. There was a cut up shreds of paper in a in, cup, in cup holder. Holders, yeah. It was trashed. And Jonathan and I, in the conversation with the sales team leading up to this, they told us it had been detailed.
0: We had a question about something on the service record there's a there's a line on there that indicated they sent it somewhere else for work and that's interesting because they have a service department so who did they need to extra help for that's why i needed to call the service department because i wasn't getting a straight answer from the other guy and he said oh that's the used car detail mm-hmm. you know exactly the, the cleaning of the car
1: yes so at that point it was just like oh Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. they lied They lied to us about the state of this car, one, with the engine. And now, two, this vehicle is trashed. And so at this point, I can't trust
0: anything. And on top of it, even if they never said it was detailed, that's the state that you're going to have a vehicle in when you're trying to sell it.
1: That doesn't make sense. Trash all over the
0: place, dirty. Like, if that's the care that they take of the vehicle that they're trying to put forward and, like... Please buy this. Give us lots of money for it. And it's in that state. What else? is uh-huh. in? Where else is that amount of care not being shown?
1: And I just and so thought, I can't trust anything over. in the engine now. You know, they might have said certain things the right way on the repairs, but I don't trust any of it now because there were other things on this car's history that aren't if accurate. They
0: did, even if they did repair it, the things they did repair well, Well, this has just ruined it. Because now, even if they did a good job, I don't know if they did or not.
1: Exactly. They've cut their legs off under them. So, all right. The deal is dead. We are going to drive back to Omaha with Hannah's car. No big deal. Now I take it back to the dealer. And I meet with the salesman. And I said, I'm sorry. This is a no-go. And he looked at me like I had three heads because I guess people are just falling all over themselves, desperate to buy a car right now. And I here I am, willing to walk away. And I said, that van is trashed. You told us that it was clean. And then he has the audacity to say, oh, no, 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 no. We don't detail cars until after they're bought, until after they're purchased. And I just thought, this is just more... BS lies. You One, you knew I was flying here from Nebraska that the check, we paid to have it overnighted so it would be here by noon. And then you knew that I had an eight-hour drive home. Don't you tell me that I'm going to buy this van at 11 in the morning and then you're going to take three hours to detail uh, it? No. But like, even,
0: if, even if that is what you normally do, you would think in this situation... They would put the thought into it and, hey, this lady's coming all the way over here. She's got a big drive ahead of her. Let's get it nice and ready for her ahead of time.
1: Exactly. But, but again, going back to that original point you made, it's just backwards. That's like saying be a slob and an idiot while you're dating and you're going <laughs> to and you know what you're going to you're going to get a ring on your finger no you put your best foot forward you show up you work on yourself you you serve the other person love them and you you know you show the best version of yourself and you know that's how a relationship you know can progress and advance and mature because you're putting in that upfront work and it's just like, this is so backwards. They want you know, to get married in this condition. Mm-hmm. It's like, you haven't courted me. You haven't... <laughs> you, nothing! You haven't put any of the work in to make mm-hmm. this an attractive vehicle. Why would I give you money now?
0: Yeah. So we were, you were done... And so I think that the salesman is trying to talk to his management, trying to figure, how do I save the deal? Oh, he that.
1: became the ultimate disappearing so act. Hard. And
0: then finally, you just, I'm out.
1: Well, he, again, he was running away. I told him, like, nope, not going to happen. And then, yeah, he had to go talk to this person and that person, and he's got to drive it over to here and there. And honestly, he, he, went, into some, he went to talk to some higher-up person, and I just walked in on the meeting, and I said, I'm driving back to Nebraska. Yeah, I got to go. I'm See not, you later. Cuz can, you can't wait to
0: No, I'm not going to wait around while you try
1: to save this deal that I already know isn't going to be saved. Mm-hmm. Stop wasting your time. Stop wasting my time. I know that I'm a woman at a car dealer lot and I know that that can be a situation where women get taken advantage of, but my mind is made up and nope. I'm not buying this van. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yes. And I so then I called Jonathan. Yep.
0: <laughs> so I called, cleaned up some of the mess. Uh, I had to give them some instructions from our bank on what to do because the check hadn't come yet. It wasn't it had yet, no. So I told them what to do. They later didn't do that. Did something else. So then I had to clean up that mess to make sure there wasn't some check floating around out there. But that's been all taken care of. And
1: such a nightmare. It was a nightmare from it the was, from the uh,
0: very start. It was so much harder than it needed to be, and that should have been an indicator.
1: And. The whole thing made us realize why there's a rise of online c- car buying.
0: The buy Nobody wants to deal to house. Yeah.
1: with dishonest jerk used car salesmen, new car salesmen it's it, i don't I know that there's good ones out there, mm-hmm. but my goodness the the bad ones have a rap, bad rap for a reason, mm-hmm. and man, we got a bad egg and a bad dealer
0: yeah so. Uh, so there's some of the uh, big lessons here that I've that I've gotten here.
1: Yeah. We've got three main lessons we want to talk through.
0: Great. One of them is, especially with a car, but really anything you're buying, especially if it's used, mm-hmm. you or if you don't if you don't know the ins and outs of this type of a thing, like a car, you need somebody who does. Absolutely. So a car and this is on bigger purchases, certainly. Cars, computers, appliances, things like that. Yeah. It has to be put through its paces. You need to know if something's off. So if you know that, that's awesome. For example, we have
1: bought multiple computers or phones used, Mm -hmm. but you know technology. So when you show up.
0: I can put it through its paces very quickly. And and know what's going on. And come to a
1: decision on if this is good or not. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we've walked away and many times we've gotten a great deal. And when you're buying a house, you get the inspection. Oh
0: yeah! Don't
1: waive the inspection. Never. <laughs> no, I don't care how hot the market is. Don't waive the inspection. And then, with the car, specifically around a vehicle, you've got to have a professional mechanic mm-hmm. speaking into this. Whether you're going to pay somebody who's you know a um, hundred bucks to take it over to their shop, and they're going to check it out for the day and tell you what needs to be done or give you the thumbs up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you have somebody, I mean, we have such an asset in my father mm-hmm. that he just knows this stuff and he's always been the go-to guy for us. Um, he's a professional. So th- you've got to have a mechanic, a professional mechanic in your team as you go about buying a used vehicle. Let's talk about number two.
0: Number two, I'd say is...
1: Nope. This is the one I need to talk about for you. All right. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I gotta uh, say it to myself. You do. Check your
1: emotions. Oh
0: man, I wanted I wanted this car. It was cool. It had two flip-down screens for the DVD. You could have two different things playing. It was nice.
1: It had headphones. It, it was kind of like I had the colors were so nice. The van that got away earlier. I had been emotionally invested yes, in you this. Had. This one I was, you oh, got emotionally I had invested head over
0: heels, baby.
1: This was the van that was perfect. There was nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it. It was the the golden van.
0: And I had fallen into, without realizing it, the fallacy of sunk costs.
1: Mm, so yes. it's like I've
0: spent so much time on the phone with these idiots. Yeah. I need to have a payoff from this. Right. I'm not coming out of this with nothing. <laughs> This can't be wasted time. Mm-hmm. I need a van out of this. But if right. it's a bad van, that's even worse. Exactly. That's the fallacy. That's why it's a fallacy of sunk cost. If it's a bad thing, please cut your ties and leave.
1: Right. Do not honor but the sunk cost. I costs. wanted
0: something out of my sunk cost of time and effort and flying you out there and all that. Yeah. And I thought it was really nice. And I'd made this decision. I would mind my, my decision to pan out for once and uh, you know to really do something great for everybody and I wanted it to happen and I think that help, it helped drove me it. in a bad way yeah uh, ignore when these different flags kept popping up this guy is kind of a button head he's not telling me straight in. he's right. not willing details. to say I'm not They're... quite sure let me go check yeah he's got to make something up yep um, there were all these yeah. little things that pop up along the way it's like or it's like it shouldn't be this hard to get somebody on the phone. right? Or it shouldn't be this hard to figure out this detail. And I was too invested at the time emotionally Mm. to say, that's probably a reason to not do this.
1: Exactly. Right. The the deal should have fallen apart earlier. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it fell apart in the nick of time. And we did not make the bad decision. So at the end of the day you were able to come to your senses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once reality, stark, cold, unfeeling reality was staring me in the face, yes, I woke up and we were able to do the right thing.
1: Yeah, right. And I, again, going back to that trust, I, I saw the red flags, but I also knew there could be multiple things influencing kind of my negative perception on this. Um, but I trusted that again, something would happen to crumble this deal if it wasn't really the right deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a good exercise for just even our marriage, hmm. you know? So I was happy with this, even though I'm the one who objectively lost the most time flying oh, yeah. out, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't see it that way. I was actually in a really good mood that day, um, And so, I didn't let my negative emotions, this is kind of the flip side of it, Mm -hmm. rule the day either. So, like, Jonathan wasn't just, you know, obsessed with honoring the sunk costs and I'm all in on this van and I want my van. I, on the flip side, was not, you wanted this van and you wasted my time and you, I didn't turn Mm -hmm. on him and become some evil bee Who I very, you know, on a different day, there's a very (laughs) real reality that that could have been my,
0: (laughs) my, my
1: choice. But I feel like I was surrounded in just a lot of grace from making that act of faith and that act of trust, um, and holding it with just a loose hand. Yeah. Yeah. So checking your emotions, making sure they're aligned with the reality of the situation, no grasping, um, but also no despairing. You know, it's just, it's just that balance. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about the last part, John? The last
0: one, and this again, this is just like all the other ones. It's not, it's certainly important when looking to buy a vehicle. Yeah. But it's important in buying most anything and in other areas of your life too. It's that the details matter. Mm -hmm. It sounds funny, but I think for you and for me, if you had to, Plant the flag, put in the bookmark, whatever it is, place the pin in what it was that made us go, nope, not buying this. We're going to say it on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. The mess? Trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the trash in the cup holder. Yes. A couple crumbs here and there. Okay, whatever. They, they're hard to get out sometimes. It a family van. Even if you vacuum it, you might miss something. Trash.
1: Literally cut up shreds of paper. You could have taken all you them gotta out. do
0: is grab it and you're done.
1: It was a one second cleanup.
0: I, when you, <laughs> saw, you saw me in this video, I go, I, he was like, nope, <laughs> we're done. And then when I saw it, go, you're being generous. I, just thought, yeah, I, I think am. I cussed in the yeah. video. <laughs> go, this is BS, we're out of here. <laughs> when I saw it, I, I said, you're kidding me. It's so unreal. Yeah. And so it sounds silly. Some paper mm-hmm. in the wrong place. That's why we didn't buy the van. It was all these other things, of course, playing into it.
1: Right, right? but that at was the end the only of the day, thing, yes.
0: That wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have killed the deal. But that, just, it's, but it told us it's everything we volumes. needed to know. It's the details, mm-hmm. right? It's other other things. We didn't even get this far with this van, but when you look at the, at the transmission fluid, Mm -hmm. Because if they paid enough attention to change that when it needed to, and it's clean, they probably changed the other things and did the other maintenance along the way. Yeah. You look at the the details do matter because they're bigger than what they are themselves. They can be signs Mm -hmm. of everything else.
1: And at the end of the day, if you're going to buy a used vehicle, you want to buy it from someone who cared about the details who serviced this properly, who took care of it according to the user manual, because too often people don't do that. They don't care about the details. They go and run their engine out of oil or, you know, and blow it up or they don't, they just, they don't maintenance, maintenance it well. Um, and so whether it's buying it from an individual or certainly from a dealer, anytime you see that slip of the the details it's just probably a done deal it's probably over Mm -hmm. think about it in most other areas of your life it's you can tell from that detail you're going in for a job interview and um you know you you walk in and you notice like people running around like chickens with their head cut off and you can see the subtle little details that maybe say, toxic office culture, run!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can see some of those things if yes. you're willing to look at the details.
0: Mm-hmm. Or if I buying things online, right? It's like buying a computer or a phone or things like that. It's like, oh, it comes with the box. They mm. kept the box. Yes. And that little says useless something. instruction book and the sticker that came with it or whatever they had that amount of detail and care for the thing to keep that oh okay they probably put it in a case or a sleeve when they put it in their backpack you want it from somebody like that
1: not the person who literally trashed Mm -hmm. trashed the van trashed the computer trashed the phone whatever you don't want to buy it from a someone like me is what we're saying i'm just kidding someone like me (laughs) <laughs> we balance each other. I don't trash everything. No. But I'm not nearly as careful as you are. That's and true. I do throw away boxes, mostly from a spirit of minimalism and wanting to declutter. I have my
0: box of boxes <laughs> in the basement.
1: <laughs> I have limited him to his box. Like, you can't keep every box. No, especially if it's something I miss if, if it tends to be a higher priced thing, I let you keep the box. I keep the box. anyway that was the saga of the car we almost bought but didn't
0: the car we didn't buy led us directly yeah to the car we did buy
1: it was it was like the ultimate springboard that got us into the van we're now in
0: but that is a tale for another podcast
1: it is and it's a good one might even be a better story than this
0: one. Oh, I think it is. <laughs> oh, I didn't so know I was on with leprechauns. And I'll <laughs> tell you the tale of the van we did buy another time.
1: Until next time, bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com.
0: Music in this episode's from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.